0: Yesterday, we did a Big 815 segment on Michael Block. He was the sensation of the PGA Championship, was invited to Colonial, and then became the most hated man in golf. In one week, he went from the greatest darling we've ever seen to the guy that nobody wanted to hear one second more about. And part of that has to do with the interviews that he did, starting... From the end of the PGA Championship, he was everywhere, including here on The Ticket. And he did all these interviews. And, George, yesterday in the segment, you played this montage that Blake Jones had put together for yeah. the Hang Zone. And it's just a bragging montage of Michael Block. <laughs> and as we were listening to it, I thought to myself, boy, that sounds a lot like Mike Vanderjet the former Cowboys kicker who came to town bragging as much, if not more, than Michael Block did. And so I thought we would listen to... A kicker and a golfer. A kicker, right, a kicker and a golfer. Not Tom Brady or Michael Jordan, but a kicker and a golfer. And maybe if you're Tiger Woods. and Heck, I, Mike Vanderjat was a great kicker. Not when he got here. No. But he certainly had his day, as he'll tell you about here momentarily. So I thought we'd listen to a couple of minutes of each. Compare and contrast... And maybe I got this wrong, but yesterday when listening to Michael Block, I almost also sensed that he sounded like Mike VanderJet a little bit, just in his voice, not only in what he was saying, but the tone of his voice. But maybe I've got that a little off. So here's a little fun audio experiment. First, let's listen to two and a half minutes or so worth of Michael Block bragging montage in the last week.
1: I was just doing some interviews, and uh – uh they told me that I have I, what do I have? I have writer cut points. I had a great conversation with Zach Johnson actually the last couple of days, which is really cool. So if you might have seen it when I, when Brooks was out there getting his trophy, they actually handed me the trophy first. I think that and then the up and down on 18, uh, where I had a lot going there that I didn't know about, but that up and down on 18 it was pretty epic. And I've played thousands of tournaments for that to happen at that moment. And that crowd was on board with me a hundred percent. They're cheering for me before I even hit. They're on their feet cheering knowing that I'm up on the tee now <laughs> and it is packed. I, so they quiet down. I hit the shot and they start cheering again. My Nike connections, they, uh, they contact he, I don't know how he did, but Nike, uh, y- yesterday, they contact me and they're like, they're like, uh, you know, Michael texts you, right? I literally have 10,000 texts and <laughs> I'm just sitting there because half of them are just random numbers, right? Half of them are people, like I can see the names and whatever else and I don't have Michael Jordan in my contacts. So I was in a pretty good spot after just the first round. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I went straight from New York. I thought I was going home. Then the next day here, I'm on a private jet to, to Dallas. I'm here yesterday. <laughs> they uh, invite me to be in Germany next week at the Porsche Masters. I'm not going. I'm, I, I can't. You know, it's just I got so much on my plate. I enjoy my life too much. Jordan Spieth and Ricky all coming up to me. Everybody's coming up to me over there. Dude, I'm playing against the top 100 players in the world. Dude, and so I'm sitting there. If you see it, I'm sitting there. I got a beer and I got a Casamigos just chilling. I don't know. 30 minutes later, an email comes through that the RBC Canadian Open they invited me. And then, uh, then the next day, I'm invited to the... Swiss Masters, uh over in Switzerland in September, which is just looks like a rad tournament that I've watched on T V in the past. It's pretty cool. And I guess there were like six, seven camera crews waiting for me to show up at the Pittsburgh pub. But yeah, it's definitely the biggest payday of my life. Have you gone out to dinner and getting noticed? Everywhere. Now they did they come up and they ask you for pictures? Everywhere. I've been playing pretty good here for uh, the last year. I've always had the game kind of casual, having fun with the boys type of guy, you know. I shot 70-70, so I made the cut by a lot, which was <laughs> insane <laughs> okay. for a club pro. I think it was like the first time in 20, 30 years that a club pro was in that position after two days. Didn't a lot, a lot of people started liking my stuff on that. It was cool. So at the beginning of the week, they're like, hey, would, they picked me out of the 20. Before anything happened, they picked me out of the 20 pros to throw a mic on me and to get interviewed while you're playing in the middle of the major. It would be literally like throwing on Steph Curry in the middle of a... NBA finals they or mic'd something you like up? They mic'd me up <laughs> wow. walking up the entire hole. And I had Scott Van Pelt the first day. And then I had Jim Nance. They asked, so I did it the first day with SVP and then, uh, it went really well. And, uh, <laughs> that blew me up quite a bit. And then the next day they said, Hey, would you do it again and, and have Jim Nance interview you while you're doing it? And I'm just like going, Pff, is this even real? Dude? And that's when it's like this, like a whole bunch of surreal stuff started happening. Yeah. And, uh, so then I got interviewed by Jim. I make birdie doing it right in front of it all. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. <laughs> that's pretty strong
0: it, it is slightly unfair in that it's been edited but so has this Vanderjet audio that we're about yeah, to hear yeah and that that wasn't one two and a half minute run-on statement from michael block <laughs> but he still did say all of that yeah he did now what do you think
1: Giorgio? hearing that because you were like well maybe they're taking this guy out of context and
0: we talked about it yesterday we did a segment on it yesterday oh, okay. and i think a lot of it is yeah it, I can see why people are very annoyed by it, but as I concluded though, why not ride that wave? You know, you step out there and yes, he could have been a little because more. Because it makes the shucks. wave so
1: much shorter if you talk that way. Yeah, yeah you know maybe.
0: what? P one our good P one Joe had the best point. He said after the PGA championship, as he's signing his scorecard and he gets a call from Colonial Michael Block could have cemented his legend as one of the all-time greats, the all-time average Joe great, if he had said, thank you, Colonial, for the invitation, but I'm going to turn it down because I don't belong out here with these guys. I had one hell of a week that I'll never be able to reproduce. I need to go home and see my kids. Thank you, but I think this is my 15 minutes. That would have been a safer play. he would have been forever worshipped and beloved uh-huh would have been a
1: story that everyone told for forever yes i just turned it down it and was it, yeah
0: one crazy weekend you wouldn't believe how well he played
1: and there'd be a tv movie about no it, doubt man. A, the man who chose his family went back to the life that he knew
0: after. <laughs> but <laughs> right. see he does that though and someone would have called bs on that too oh my gosh he's garth brooks in it
2: yes but fewer people would have called it way BS fewer than this. you know how yeah. can't winny we are but you know,
0: but way fewer people would have had a problem with that than his bragging montages for the next two weeks. SVP. All right. So when we heard that, just listening to it, I think he does kind of sound like Mike Vanderjet. Same kind of voice, same tone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here is two and a half minutes of the former Colts and then for just a very short period of time, Cowboys kicker who was really great with the Colts but really wheels off when he came here. And the, these are from an interview or interviews that he did right before he started kicking for the Cowboys. Mike VanderJet.
2: People can say I kick inside, but my numbers outside are better than they are inside. There's just nothing negative about the numbers that I've put up that can't say that I'm the best of all time. Well, going into free agency, I was pretty excited. I figured, you know, um, I was probably going to get some phone calls, which was exciting and nerve-wracking all at once. You're just not sure what people are thinking about you or whether they want to spend that much money on a kicker or what direction they want to go. so things that motivate me on the field is just to continue to be the best at what I do. I've set a high standard for myself that seems to be almost unattainable every year. At 87.5%, I don't have any place to go but down, but my goal is to go up. My biggest thrill in football uh, from a specific standpoint is uh, a game in Denver we had a couple years ago. I made a 54-yard field goal with three seconds left to tie. It was snowing sideways, and then I kicked a 51-yard field goal in overtime to win. The only time in NFL history that a kicker has kicked a 50 to tie and a 50 to, to decide the game. And when you watch Tony Dungy on the sidelines, even the commentators said that is the most charismatic and excited you have ever going to see Tony Dungy. His arms were in the air. He couldn't believe it. And they showed the sideline just exploding. I would love to go through that situation again. I would love to just rewind it and do it over and over and over again because... To provide your teammates with that much enjoyment just to be able to succeed as well as I did that night was certainly something you'll never forget. (laughs) Who's the best field goal kicker of all time? I am. When you're 87.5% and somebody who's in second place is 83%, I just don't think the number's can lie. I wish it was someone else just so I didn't have to answer the question, but if that's who it is, that's who it is. I can't take it away. I've been very successful in eight years in Indy, and uh, I'm the best there ever was. I can't help it. The Hall of Fame? It's hard for me to believe that if I don't put up the same numbers in the next four years that I have in the last eight that I don't get in. Um, that's not cocky, that's just a fact. You know, I'm pretty good at what I do, and I think that uh, if you're the best of the best, and you're the best that ever was, I mean, that's what the Hall's all about. It would be something that would be obviously a dream come true. I want to be known as somebody that you could go up to and ask for an autograph and not be scared that it's going to backfire on you. I, I sign autographs till I'm blue in the face. You know what, I'm just Mike, you know. I just happen to be able to kick a football for a living. I'm no different than the guy next door, and that's what I want to be known as, not somebody who's some, you know, prima donna. You know, Ray Lewis says the same thing about being a linebacker. I, he doesn't want to be known as one of the best linebackers in the game. He wants to be known as the best that's ever played, and, uh, I just think if I put the numbers up that I continue to do, I want to be known as the best kicker to ever kick field goals in the National Football League. If the question's asked, who's the best kicker? Well, it's Bandersack. That's just what I want the answer to be. Whether that's going to be the case or not, I'm not sure, but uh, that's what I would like to be known as.
0: <laughs> no, that's amazing. just shocking. <laughs> well, he's been out of the NFL since 2006, and uh, the Hall of Fame really hasn't come nice. No. It it may have if he had come here, for example, and kicked really well, but he came here and he was not good, including was it it Thanksgiving Day or was it a game against Pittsburgh where he came in for what I thought was going to be a game winner, and he kicked it so far left (laughs) that not only did it miss the left upright, but it was almost outside of the left corner end zone pylon. It was really
2: bad. (laughs) Really bad.
0: Yeah, he did not uh, succeed here, but he probably laughed all the way to the bank. I don't know how much kickers were making back then, but he probably made a decent amount, even though that's where uh, in Indy Peyton Manning called him our idiot kicker. <laughs> 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 that was funny. Yeah, he was 72% here, so he did go down from 87%. Yes, yeah. unbelievable to him.
1: <laughs> it's mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, because he's the greatest of all you really time.
1: Think about it. <laughs>